0: Six Foot Plus, a program of music and more for those who like it spooky. Broadcasting from a remote corner of the front office, found online at sixfootplus.com. Onto a horror most cyclopean and eldritch, and it goes by the ungodly name Six Foot Plus, the podcast of music and more for those who like it spooky. New episodes every Friday at sixfootplus.com on mobile streaming apps like Stitcher and Dogcatcher, and through iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review, but most of all, recommend Six Foot Plus. Come on, spread the madness. Also be sure to follow us on Twitter at sixfootplus and facebook.com/6foot plus. That's the number six, FTPLUS. Also remember, at GDL16 and facebook.com/gravediggerslocal and of course GraveDiggersLocal.com for all things, Gravediggers Local 16. I'm the horror at Red Hook. Actually, I'm in Washington Heights. The doom that came to Sarnoth. That is Strange Jason. Hello. On this episode, we decide to see if there's any rats in the walls, but find something with more tendrils and a lot more teeth when we talk The Deadly Spawn with Heather Buckley on Heather Buckley's Obscurities. And we try to avoid the thing on the doorstep once we find out it's only Monster Matt Patterson with The Monster Matt Minute. If you can't tell, it's an HP Lovecraft themed episode this time around because this weekend in Providence, Rhode Island is Necronomicon. It's a scholarly conference based around the works and world of HP Lovecraft with a little bit of tabletop role playing, films, discussions, everything that has to do with the world of Lovecraft. Tuesday was HP Lovecraft's 123rd birthday. And to celebrate, this week, the City of Providence unveiled a bronze bust of the author. This weekend will culminate in festivities which include a rare stateside performance by the band which opened this show, The Darkest of the Hillside Thickets. There's also the Festival of Fear, or Fan Expo, this weekend in Toronto, Canada, if you're north of the border. It's one of the big events of the horror community, put on thanks to Rue Morgue magazine. Friends of the podcast, the Faculty of Horror, Alex West and Andrea Subacetti, as well as Dan Gorman of See You Next Wednesday, Time Bandits, and ModernSuperior.com will be on hand. Try to find him. It's like, where's Waldo, but darker. But if you do see him, well, don't hug him. Just, I don't know, give him money or stuff. But if you hear a certain laugh followed by a bad monster joke, well, run! Uh, We have plenty of Lovecraft music on this show, Cancer Slug, Rudimentary Peni, The Fireballs, and music from some of the acts that are going to be performing this weekend in Providence. Unfortunately, the quintessentials aren't on the bill, probably because airfare is too pricey these days. So instead of airfare, we have Al Azif, Necronomicon.
1: News down to
2: The words Yeah, basically.
3: Did you speak the exact words? Look, maybe I didn't say every single little tiny syllable though, but basically I said them. Yeah. fool, thou hast doomed us all.
1: of today and you ask them what it is about rock and roll music that they like and they'll the first thing they'll say is the beat the beat the beat
2: babylon the great has fallen and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit for the wages of sin is death the battle comes we will be ready You though we walk through the valley we will fear no evil evil will fear us
1: the stage is set and the audience is screaming. In ah! Hellzapalooza, the best damn rock show ever. A full-length novel weaving around and through a seven-story anthology, all about a rock festival in southern Missouri that truly raises hell. Available on Amazon.com. Look for Hellzapalooza on Facebook and Twitter. Stop it! Stop it! This is Alexandra West. This is Andrea Subisati from the Faculty of Horror, and you're
4: listening to Six Foot Plus.
1: Coming up from the underground Death comes at night without a sound Plague on mankind is coming down Rats leave a trail of dead behind Burn as the fires of hell and Best lives behind our eyes. Ah.
0: Cancer Slug and Rats in the Walls, before them the Rigor Morticians with Necronomicon. Thanks to Lovecraft allowing his creations to inhabit the writings of other authors, the world he created was one of the first examples of open source technology, or a Creative Commons license. You can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes. So when the Necronomicon appears in things like the Evil Dead movies, it's following the designs of the creepy New England man. Robin, Rhode Island's New England. Yeah. Geography, not one of my strong suits. Lovecraft was influenced by another creepy New Englander. Yes, he was born in New England, although he's associated primarily with Baltimore, Edgar Allan Poe, ladies and gentlemen. And in that vein, or is it ventricle, uh, that we send this song out to Andrea Subacetti of the Faculty of Horror. Hey, we get to mention her again. She had a request and here it is, Grave Robber and Telltale Heart.
1: granted your sacrifice So baby, this little ditty is about my undying love for you Cause you will always be the only girl
0: Skinless Jim by the Dagons, a band who takes its name from the Mesopotamian fertility god who was in turn made into a Semitic god of grain who was then in turn transformed into a giant fish god by H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, the places you'll go, the people you'll see, the groans you'll groan when you find yourself deep inside the Monster Mat Minute morning
5: maniacs (laughs) yes that's right it is I your fiend yours truly monster man Patterson the man of a thousand bad monster jokes hailing straight from Pennsylvania (laughs) now maniacs here I subject to you some bad jokes oh they're bad here we go Herbert West once tried to write some really dope hip-hop lyrics here i'll read them to you put the needle in the neck cord put the needle in the neck cord put the needle in the neck cord needle in the neck cord cord and the corpses will dance dance (laughs) oh herbert you fool you now Additionally, where did Herbert West come up with another style of music that reanimates the dead? Miskatronic University. <laughs> Dr. Hill heard some of it and he really lost his head. Hey-oh. <laughs> oh, this is just foolish, foolish, foolish. Uh, but it's, it's what we do, so here we go. Here's some more. Get ready. What H.P. Lovecraft film is about getting zero cell phone reception? The Dropped Call of Cthulhu! Can you hear me now? Old thing, that should never be. Uh, (laughs) Shall I stop while I'm ahead? (laughs) Maybe not. Uh, Okay, speaking of old Dr. Hill, which one of these talking heads is more grotesque? Dr. Hill, Nancy Grace, or Bill O'Reilly? <laughs> why, why, why? I don't know. Uh, in what story does Lamont Cranston investigate a coastal town inhabited by strange amphibious creatures? Shadow over in mouth! <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What HP Lovecraft film has the blob looking for a personal trainer? Diet monster diet. <laughs> I heard in that one he really chewed up the scenery. Oh, hey ho oh, oh. ho. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Finally, I know, relax, it's, it's almost over. (laughs) Oh, what Castle Freak sequel is about a family discovering a castle by hydraulic drilling? Castle Frack! That's all the time I have for you this week, Maniacs and my, aren't you the yucky ones? Uh, I mean, well, you know what I mean. Maniacs, I love you, you know what I... Wait, uh, Maniacs, you know I love you and you know I do. There, I said it correctly. Um, until next time, dear fiends, dear Maniacs, you, Ouija board wishes and cadaver dreams. <laughs>
0: you just survived the Monster Mat minute with Monster Matt Patterson. To find out more about Monster Mat, his adventures, and to read his new horror comedy comic, head over to Ha Ha Horror, found online at hahahorror.com. Here we go.
1: Yeah, it's time to get funky. I drive my car into the city. Yes, the traffic's bad and the parking isn't pretty. There's no standing, there's no stopping. There's only handicapped parking. What's that coming close? It's the lady that I feel most get away from.
5: Big
0: Nazo. Okay, 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 that last song, it might not have sounded like it had anything to do with HP Lovecraft, but, but, hear me out, hear me out, this is what you need to do. First, you have to Google Big Nazo, that's N-A-Z-O, because that was the Big Nazo Intergalactic Creature Band. If you go to YouTube, you'll find them performing "Boot Squad, which was the song you just heard. Big Nazo is this collective of trolls, aliens, robots, dog-headed men, rat-faced boys, green and blue-skinned people. They're a renowned puppeteer troupe who will be performing on Saturday at Necronomicon. Last we heard, they're crafting a giant Cthulhu, which will be exciting to see when it's finally unveiled. Definitely check out Big Nazo, you'll become instant fans, especially if you're listening to this podcast. I trust your judgment, listener. Among all the music that has been released in the vein of Lovecraft, I think the Cacophony album by Rudimentary Peni is the closest anyone has ever come in capturing the experience of madness and dread within Lovecraft's writing. Thankfully, the album was recently reissued on Southern Records. You can get it on both CD and vinyl, so go out and purchase a copy and reserve yourself about an hour to be by yourself in the dark and listen from start to finish. You might go a little bit mad, but you'll appreciate it. Until you do that, hear now a slice called Lovecraft Baby. Let me ask you friend, what's the difference between you and a corpse? Style. And let me tell you, the dead have a leg up on you because they've been using the power of Voodoo. That's right, they've been going to VoodooSugar.com. Over there, they've got pins, bags, teas, stuff for the kids, stuff for the crypt. Why? They're the coolest stiffs around. Are you going to let that cadaver make a kook out of you? Well fear not, Voodoo Sugar is for the living too. VoodooSugar.com. Cool swag for the living and living dead. My name's Dan Gorman. My name's
4: Casey Lyons. And I'm Greg LeGrove. And we're from ModernSuperior.com, and you're listening to Six Foot Plus.
2: Cats of Ulthar It is said that in Ulthar, which lies beyond the river's sky, no man may kill a cat. And this I can verily believe as I gaze upon him who sitteth purring before the fire.
0: With Azathoth, and Out of Orion, The Cats of Ulthar. Lovecraft was a fan of cats, though he was also terribly inflicted with, let's just say, outdated racial concepts, which is why we can't say the name of his family, Black Cat, on this podcast. Instead, we'll turn towards something more cuddly, or at least Heather Buckley thinks so. Open an ear and watch your toes in this edition of Heather Buckley's Obscurity. Are we ready to talk about the deadly? I always want to call it swarm. It's like, but it's not bees. It's, it's
4: not bees. They're, they're slimy creatures, animated by the Hildebrands, who from Jersey. The, the,
0: the spawn, and but then uh, then it's like, wait a minute, and that's then I think the comic book character, and that's that's not right either. So, but it's a, the deadly spawn. It's... The deadly spawn. They're deadly. Yes, and they're spawning. They're naughty. So.
4: Well, we're bringing it back to Jersey, because both the director and the creature designers are from
0: Jersey. Okay. So we're bringing it back to Jersey. Okay. So let us, let us, let us bring it, bring right. it right. to Jersey. Right. Okay. Welcome again to Heather Buckley's Obscurities. I'm Strange Jason, and we are here, very center of the horror universe that is Buckley Manor in beautiful, scenic New Jersey. And when you're in New Jersey, you'll find... Heather Buckley. Hello, Miss Heather.
4: Hello. And the reason this is the nerve center of horror is because of all my fangorias organized in fangoria slipcases. Yes, yes. That's one thing that will tip you off.
0: I've seen that, and it is impressive. It's intimidating. It's I'm, I'm still not entirely sure what to make of it just yet.
4: I enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy the, the horror, the horror genre.
0: She bleeds it. Speaking of fangoria... Heather Buckley's work has been published in Fangoria, both the online and print edition, as well as online at DreadCentral.com. In fact, you can probably find Heather's work throughout the entire horror universe. I just, you know, Google. She is of many talents, one of which is being highly knowledgeable of films that have been often overlooked, ignored, and just plain underappreciated by the collective mind of monsters everywhere. But thankfully... She is here to help us out and give these odd, off-the-beaten-path films a second chance at the spotlight. And one of which is, well, if you know Heather, you know that this is one of her favorites that we're talking about today. It's, it, it actually brings me a bit of joy that we're talking about The Deadly Spawn. It's true, spawn. we're
4: bringing it back to Jersey. Both the, uh, both the director and the uh, creature effects folk are from uh, the Jersey area. This is important because we do breed a lot of horror here. Again, a lot of of the documentaries made about my state by uh, Lloyd Kaufman's film company about what toxic waste does to things. But the deadly spawn is not actually about the toxic haze that fills uh, Jersey and fills our lungs and is probably affecting you right now in in some way. It is about creatures from another world that crash down on probably what, which is Orange, New Jersey. Okay. Because one of the houses filmed there is from Orange, New Jersey. And the whole town is inundated by the deadly spawn, which are... Co- which are fleshy red monsters with one bazillion teeth yeah they start out as little adorable babies and one of my favorite scenes they're all sort of like floating across a pool of blood they attack old ladies and gnaw on them because again like this is all back in the day when everything is practical so they're so they're chomping or like slowly gnawing on people's faces only to become giant and then even more huge and then destroy the whole town that's pretty now the other films we've discussed are pretty highbrow they have characterizations they have Mm -hmm. plots they have they have subtext and even the films that i mentioned around them Mm -hmm. this film is about monsters eating people the deadly spawn are my favorite monster design rivaled only by fiend without a face which is what we discussed a little before which are little brains with 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 with
0: rabbit ears with rabbit
4: ears they're supposed to be antennas but when i was very young i used to No,
0: they're, they're rabbits
4: they're pretty much like little rabbit brains
0: and whereas the deadly, the deadly Spawn are, well, I mean, they sort of look like pipe organs with the mouths of lampreys or
4: like. Indeed.
0: It's, I would, now, I mean, I wouldn't really say that they're phallic, but they're phallic. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they are. They're just. They're. They're just giant mouths, and all they, they do is eat. The, the film is incredibly bloody. It has beautiful practical uh, mo- monster effects. One of my favorite scenes, other than the little, like little adorable babies floating in, in the blood, is when it just comes in like it goes like upstairs, and it, it's just bigger. Yeah. It's probably like around f- five foot eight, and just peeks in through the door. So you see like a normal suburban Northwest Jersey household, mm-hmm. and there's a giant pink monster just peek it on the other side it's like hi i'm a giant monster and i'm gonna eat y'all now this is available on synapse they did a special edition with Mm -hmm. behind the, the scene footage that's actually how i got to see it because this is a sad story. Like a lot of a lot of collectors are going to talk about, about VHS, but I'm going to take this time to talk a little bit about my VHS journey. Okay. When I started getting into horror films when I was about 13 years of age, I used to go to all the video stores, mm-hmm. and I was an average Fangoria collector. So the Deadly Spawn was covered before I started collecting Fangoria because it was 83. So I had some back issues, and I love the imagery because mm-hmm. it was just... I, I believe that was, it could have been Uncle Bob's time, and it's just it was just giant pictures of, like, the Deadly Spawn, blood on the ground. It was probably the basement scene with body parts everywhere. And I thought this was the most amazing monster. And I would go, you know, with my little list. It's like, I need to read Deadly Spawn. I need to read Deadly Spawn. None of the video places where I was in Central Jersey had the movie but it was always in my head it's like i need to see this movie it's such a cool it's such a cool monster so as soon as it came out in a special edition on synapse like i had a i had a i had a snatcher right away okay and when i finally saw it is it a great film? It's a great film about awesome monsters eating people and a lot of blood. And why a lot of people like in in the horror scene when I write, it's like Heather writes about exploitation art exploitation. She writes about an independent independent fancy film. but I do love overtired monsters running running amok <laughs> and just destroying everything and eating people and just really, really cool design. I mean if we would talk about because I always like to talk about the double feature, I would watch Deadly Swan with television because they're both yeah. slimy monster movies. And to me, the 80s monster, the epitome of the 80s monster, is a slimy monster. And it's all dripping with goo, it's completely shiny, and it's all about mouth. And if we want to be a little bit more topical, we could talk about these giant mouths and slime and this unending appetite. We could speak to to Reaganomics of the 80s. Oh, It's just the constant consuming. Yes, we have the zombies that do that, which is about the mindless consumer horde. But could the deadly spawn be looked at capitalism? Probably not, but...
0: Well, consumerism, at least. Uh-huh. I mean,
4: well, the idea of the one thing with a giant mouth that just consumes. Because these monsters in these films are singular, mm-hmm. unlike
0: the horde, which is sort of us all. Well, TerrorVision definitely dealt with the the emerging, the emerging, satellite television culture, and a lot of depiction of what you see on television not really being what it is in real life, especially with the horror hostess.
4: That's true and uh, the kids are being babysit by T V and yeah. by pop culture while the parents are off doing what they uh, with what they need to do.
0: Yeah. Whereas here, uh what was like I mean, there was probably something more to keep the people entertained. I mean, did the monster mutate into something giant and disgusting, or was it just a bunch of them rolling around being, you know, cute and
4: little little baby monsters and as it ate it just it just it just grew. Okay. I mean, some people have commented online that there's a little bit of, and and I think rightfully so, a little bit of um, Audrey 2.
0: Okay. Right?
4: Giant mouth, comes from outer space, wants to take over the world, even sort of the the creature design. But this is sort of like a pink, nasty, gnarly version, because I think a lot of the depictions of Audrey 2, he's a little cute.
0: Yeah. Deadly
4: spawns are cute, but only in a monster kid's eye. Like I find them adorable.
0: Yeah. I I want them as pets. They're... And they're
4: from you know, they landed in Jersey, so it's not it's not crazy that we could the Jerseyites have deadly swans as pets.
0: Uh, it could be the new uh the new mascot.
4: Could be the new pet
0: rock. The, the, well, you know, I don't think I've ever been bitten by a pet rock, but you know, first time for everything.
4: And it, and again, is that it's it's a it's a very it's a very Jersey film. I mean the Hildebrand people that who did as I showed you all the beautiful uh fantasy well, Art of the of the sixties and seventies, specifically a lot of stuff that did Lord of the Rings. You know, they did the, the miniature effects. It was shot in shot in their house. So very a very Jersey centric film. Not when people think about Jersey, mm-hmm. but Deadly Spawn, totally Jersey.
0: Now, who are these Hildebrands again?
4: Um, they were fantasy illustrators of the uh, of the sixties and seventies. When Lord of the Rings was made, Peter Jackson's version, a lot of it, I wouldn't even say Crib, but because they define that universe. And when you thought about Lord of the Rings, or even like a lot of the Dungeons and Dragons illustrations, mm-hmm. you think of that, st- that style of work. So they sort of own that space visually.
0: And so would you, I mean, they what did they do with the deadly spawn? Did they uh, help design, design and miniature, the monster? And design a miniature effects. Okay, yeah. so you mean is there the, their visual work the uh, epicness of their fantasy work does that kind of bleed through into the film
4: not necessarily cuz it's all horror i mean it's all mouth and teeth yeah and they did the the miniature effects so not only do you get practical monsters you also get uh some 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 uh some some miniature stuff especially at the end when it's when you know not to give away spoilers but of course in all monster movies it has to destroy everything
0: yeah and, and before it, you and know, there's it a great destroyed.
4: there's a great end shot of the film mm-hmm. it's all about monster it's all about like people screaming trying to get rid of the monster but the monster keeps eating them that's yeah. the movie
0: <laughs> uh... it
4: runs for 81 minutes of that no, that's how credits.
0: Bad. Yeah. And you
4: just you just want to put it on. You want to put it on if you want to see monsters eating people. You want to put it on if you're having a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Like the other films we mentioned are films that you really want to watch. This you want was... to either be shocked by like this is absolutely gonzo and crazy. Mm-hmm. You want to listen to the dialogue because it's interesting. You want to go like, "Wow, somebody actually, you know, convinced people to give them money to to make this film." But Spawn is it's like the monster kid, again, overtired monsters. That's always felt like with the Godzilla films. It's like they're just big kids that don't want to destroy everything. They get really tired. They don't want to go to bed. And it's like, you should go to bed. No, they're just destroying everything. Uh. <laughs> if yeah. only we could just keep them down for naps. Cookies and naps, stuffed animals. We wouldn't have this problem with giant monsters. But yet, they refuse to listen.
0: No, they and just then they, just they just eat people. I don't think the deadly from what it sounds like the deadly spawn wouldn't be satiated with uh cookies and naps.
4: And I've seen that I've, I've seen at conventions that there have been little 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 latex spawns and also little latex fens without our faces. Really? Yeah, so someone has made little versions of them that you can sleep next to and give head kisses to.
0: Well, have you bought any? I
4: I haven't I haven't bought any. I think because they they live. Uh, I'm not really a a collector. Mm-hmm. Thinking that they uh, they always they always live in my heart. They always make me excited to to think about them.
0: But if someone were to like send you something, you wouldn't turn it down.
4: You know, people people have oddly enough sent me gifts, and and I go, who am I? I'm just Heather Buckley, and here I'm I'm receiving I'm receiving uh, love and mail from from people. So if they have a deadly spawn and they want me to want me to take care of it, you know, I would put it in a little. You know, put in a nice little, 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 little dress. So we would watch TV together.
0: Yeah, I've and there's plenty of room here at the manor for it, and it, it would fit in quite perfectly. Cause
4: it's what girls do. It's like when we have action figures, we make the two boys kiss, like the action figure, and then we put everything in fancy dresses. So, I would have very adorable monsters. It's like, oh, is that a little deadly sport? It's like, isn't he cute? <laughs> Can I see your baby? It has so many teeth. It's so pink. <laughs> Oh, well, It is. They're just. They're just adorable with all their heads eaten. They just want cupcakes.
0: That's my thought. I think we all just want cupcakes.
4: Well, I, I assume everyone on your podcast is a monster.
0: Well, if Fabulous not. Fabulous month. They're getting there. I hope, and you're helping them. They're he- you're helping them re- get you're helping them get in touch with the deadly spawn inside of them.
4: I think each of us has a deadly Spawn rating to rating to 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 jump out. I guess also looking at the guy, he's also slightly though he's a little bit more more meaty. It's kind of like kind of like an alien baby.
0: Uh, the little like little the thing, little chest right? births, the little
4: He birth. said has that pink in the in the big teeth. Maybe that's just a cannon of just a tube with mouth with mouth. Maybe that's the, the scariest we can get.
0: No, the more teeth you have, the better you can smile.
4: There and if you look at the DVD cover. They're not really being scary. It's obvious that they're trying to smile. It's kind of like a Sears portrait where they have yeah. like their little tentacle underneath their chin. Yeah, the, the quarter
0: profile. Yeah,
4: that's that's all it is. You no,
0: know, they're having. They're just fun. making
4: friends. That's what they're they just they making are. friends.
0: The only way they know how by eating them. Yes. So it's out on uh, special edition DVD, and I think we talked and we saw it's also on Blu-ray. So get your Deadly Spawn in all high definition. I
4: like films that I like. I like to watch in high def. Not that I have a Blu-ray player because my TV is from ni- in 1993 so I can watch my VHS in beautiful quality. Yeah. But also go lo- lo-fi with VHS. Yeah. Well, get, get yourself a Deadly Spawn copy on eBay. You can watch it in all. It works. As it's it was, in all format. As it was intentioned. All... Super clear teeth to like really fuzzy teeth with scan lines. It works.
0: Oh, well, thank you, Heather.
4: <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Go see the Deadly Spawn. Go see the They're Deadly adorable. Spawn. They're adorable.
0: They are. They're very cute. You just wanna cuddle them before they bite your vent in your neck.
4: Muzzles, we can get muzzles for them. <laughs>
0: muzzles. Nuzzles for the muzzles.
4: Yes. What
2: was that? First, there was the invasion of the body snatchers. Then there was Alien. Now there is the Deadly Spawn. It began with a meteor crashing to Earth. No one knew the mystery of the mutant spores it contained. Now, they are free. They will grow and reproduce rapidly, eating anything and anyone in their path. I learned something. The deadly spawn. The nightmare is just beginning what do you do when unknown terror surrounds you what do you do when there is no escape nowhere to hide from being eaten alive deadly spawn they just keep multiplying like demon see the deadly spawn extraterrestrial terror they're full of surprises and the best is yet to come
1: let him go let it go go
2: anything stop these strange creatures. The movie real science fiction fans have been waiting for. The Deadly Spawn wants you to see them at this theater soon. They need every person they can get. New from 21st century distribution. Rated R. Oh. This is Boa Raymond Olubuori, not just the Axeman, but the Canadian Heavyweight Champion. And you're listening to Six Foot Plus.
1: Yesterday. I put her in a bag and I slung the body right on the back. Tomorrow morning she will see the light of day. Down into the dungeon, the electric shock of the green injection, thunderstorm outside reanimates her. She looks into my eyes and that's Storm outside
0: Fireballs, Reanimator. Arguably, the first Reanimator movie is the most successful adaptation of Lovecraft's work to the big screen. But what do you think? Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook and let us know your opinion. Oh my god, we're encouraging you to have an opinion on the internet. What have we done? Friday night at Necronomicon will involve a fancy dressed ball, fancy being of the era, 1920s, as well as costume dress up as Dagon, dress up as Yig, dress up as one of the many interchangeable human protagonists before or after they go mad. It's your choice. This fancy dress ball will be held at the Bitmore Hotel Ballroom. It'll feature the characters of the Silver Screen Spook Show and Phantom Creep Theater, as well as the following band as it serenades you all through the night. You terrible, wicked Cthulhu spawn, you. This is Alex Redford and the Eyesores.
3: Give me demons, give me ghosts Grab the horns and slit the throat Give me raptors,
1: give me snakes Give me specters, give me race Let the fires burn with lust Let the city turn to dust Let the sky spit blood and gore run awake forever. In your town and in your neighborhood, thousands of girls are becoming Rockabilly Hellcats. Girls running in packs who learn the naked facts of life too young. Just in clothes from Cats Like Us.
4: Don't tell me you've never rode a hot rod or had a late date in the second balcony.
1: These girls shop online all hours of the night at CatsLikeUs.com and they get what they want. T-shirts, tight dresses, handbags and more, these girls are dressed to kill. Too young to be careful, too tough to be afraid.
4: I get my kicks at Cats Like Us, City of
1: Tonawanda, Cats Like Us,
0: A pair of haunting instrumental tracks from two bands playing on Saturday in Providence, Rhode Island. The Difference Engine will be opening for Big Nazo and the Darkest of the Hillside Thickets. The other song was by Lustmord, who will be playing with legendary metal band Neurosis. If you're in Providence tomorrow, you're in for a treat, one way or another. And one way or another, we're at the end of this episode. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. New episode next Friday at SixFootPlus.com. Follow us on Twitter at SixFootPlus and Facebook.com slash SixFootPlus. That's the number six, F-T-P-L-U-S. If you can't make it to Providence this weekend, well, don't worry. You can go and get some Lovecraft and read it yourself. You can make the weekend your own private journey into the dark, dank world of the man from Rhode Island. Hopefully this episode has put you in the mood. Ha <laughs> We'll hit the road on out to some back end of New England with Hellbilly Club as we head to the village of Innsmouth. Be careful, listener. I've been watching you. You just might have the look. Episode 72 Providence Bound This has been Six Foot Plus A GDL 16 production To support, subscribe, rate, review And recommend Six Foot Plus The theme song Carpe Noctum Performed by the Madeira Shivala Ivan Urban Graveyard Lounge music Performed by Kava Khan Mahalo Monster Matt Patterson of the Monster Matt Minute Can be found online at PahaHorror Com. Heather Buckley appeared courtesy of Liberty and Prosperity, as well as Blood and Guts. To find out about all the music you heard on this episode, as well as all past episodes and all those important links, go to 6FootPlus, that's the number 6, F-T-P-L-U-S dot com.